Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we're discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Hello and welcome to Good News. I'm Twanda Black, your host. We talk with people from all walks of life, uh, musicians and artists and authors and business folks. And today we're talking to an artist. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Hello. Welcome, everybody. My dear friend, Dara Harris. He is uh, an international artist, inspirational artist, and um, he's just been doing some incredible things uh, throughout his life. How are you today? I am great, Twanda. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's so good to see you. Oh um, see your lovely yeah. face. Always. Oh, yeah. So tell our audience a little bit about you. You know, um, gosh, I think we became friends 10, 15 years ago. I don't even remember. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of folks, I say, you know, locally, maybe in the United States, because you're really an international star, actually. So <laughs> tell folks about yourself. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, uh, Tonda, I started out here, and it's interesting. My first um, step onto the scene, um, I realized that the type music that I write, because the, the, the music that goes with the inspirational words, I didn't want to fall into a box. And I've always felt that a person is made up of more than four walls. Mm -hmm. So I saw where I wanted to be, where people tried to put me in a box. And, it, and respectfully, that just wasn't what God had for me. Yeah. So when I first went internationally, I realized that they respect the, the, the craft. They respect, our, there are no politics. And if you're doing something good or they think it's good, they support you 100%. Yeah. So it started there. And before I knew it, I'm an international recording artist and I'm booking shows in 87 countries and traveling all over the world. And it just kind of took me by surprise. But yeah. I do it all according to his will. And just um, uh, I recorded eight albums to date. And, I, and it's, I can go to certain countries and it's like, oh my God, it's Dara. And then I can go anywhere here in town and folks are like, so what? <laughs> so, so it is really right. good. And I want to make it a point to say that it's an honor and it's a privilege to do what I do because God can choose anyone to do it. That's right. And the fact that he's allowing me to do it, I run to the plate. I'm, I'm the first one to class. And whatever the assignment is, I want to do it. And when I walk on that stage with all those people, even though they're screaming my name, because that's the name that they know, I know it's him that they see. It's, that's right. It's not me at mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. And I won't take that for granted. It's always about him. So I'm doing his work. It has nothing to do with me. You know, I remember years ago, I didn't even remember what album it was, but you, um, you were talking about these categories, remember? And you were yeah. saying, 
but I don't fit in that category and I don't fit in that category. We're, we're really having this deep conversation about category. Absolutely. I was, like, I was like, well, what you gonna do? He's like, I'm gonna be in my own category. I was like, okay. You were so, I, I can't believe you remember that. That was 14 years ago. Oh my gosh. Oh it my was 14 God. years ago uh, with IGOP. And that was the, that was the category. And I uh, submitted all of my information to uh, iTunes at the time mm -hmm. and out music. And then I got everything accredited. Uh, we still don't have an IGOP category, but they ended up switching from just a gospel category to Christian and gospel. Mm -hmm. And they added another component since then. Um, I think I just want to believe I had something to do with it. I'm, I'm just <laughs> going to believe that. And, and don't tell me any differently. I need that today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So um, I know you've traveled all over the world because you brought me little shaker balls from different places. <laughs> yeah. I always love that. Um, what country was the most interesting and the people were most interesting for you when it came to inspirational music? Uh, for me, I would have to say, um, well, well, uh, well, let me say this. My most memorable moment, and I hope this is answering the question and, and what has been so receiving to me is when I was in Italy and Rome specifically, um, I, I was on tour and my sister, we share the same birthday. Uh, she's a year older than I am and I was a preemie. So we were born on the same day, but a, a year older. And she passed away on March 11th while I was on tour and I was on stage. So a representative from the US Embassy was waiting for my set to finish and I, I would get my water changed, clothes and come back out. And the US representative was waiting there. And I knew that was strange for me. So they ended up in between my break, because I had a 90 minute set, told me my sister had passed away. And at first, and they had someone that was gonna go out and speak on my behalf. And I said, no, I said, I wanna finish this. So I finished it because the time it would take for me to get to the airport and get on the plane, whether I finished the show or not, it wasn't gonna cost me to miss the flight. Mm -hmm. And so I went out on stage and I shared the news with the audience. And it was overwhelming the sound that came from the audience mm. and the amount of love. And it's interesting because it's not like they could get to me on the stage, but it was the emotion in the air and the sounds that they were making. And I can't even explain it. So they took me to a restaurant after that so we could eat before getting on a flight. And I walk in and the restaurant is playing music and I have video of all of this. And the restaurant is playing the album in the background. And the guy comes over and he's like, uh, we have learned of your sister. And he gives me this bottle of wine. I actually still have mm -hmm. the bottle of wine. And I dated it and I put the time on it. Um, I have the video when they gave it to me. And to this day, I still haven't chosen that special occasion to open it. I said, I'm gonna open it on our birthday one day, I'll open it on the day she passed away. But from that moment on, there was such an outpour of support from the airport to the restaurants wow. and it never changed. And they showed me so much love when I got there. And when you go to these places and they have posters hanging up of you in the cities and your name is, is, it's scrolling and, and it's humbling. It is it for me, it's humbling because 
still, I know it's not about me. So the love that they've shown, it was so authentic and genuine and they didn't want anything from me. Yeah. All they wanted to say is that we, we sympathize with you. We're so sorry you're going through. Let us just hug you. Yeah. And everything that I heard from the audience was one of the biggest hugs I've ever received in my life. And that catapulted me to make it to the airport, to fly home um, with the same mind, that support. And it carried me all the way back to the U.S. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a memory. That is beautiful. Yeah. What, what, what have you learned about yourself? I love traveling uh, to other countries because you learn so much about yourself. Yeah. Uh, so what, what have you learned about yourself in your travels? One thing I learned is that um, I was spoiled here in the U.S. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I learned is that uh, I think um, I think I was supposed to be born in Europe because mm -hmm. everything I fantasized about as a kid that made sense to me from the way houses were built to the amount of food you're supposed to eat to the serving size. Nobody here in my circle in the U.S. thought that was normal. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. But when I went to Europe for the first time, I, I've always felt like the oddball. I, everything I did was always against the grain uh, because nobody did it in my circle. But when I went to Europe, it was normal. The way the houses are built, the simplicity, the, the, the clean cuts, the amount of food, the way it's designed, even the clothes you wear. And you can probably attest to this. When I first started out, all of my clothes were like so baggy and yeah. just like like really baggy. And there was a, also a personal reason for that. Um, but all of my clothes were so baggy, but I like clothes that actually fit, that look smart, that look classy. And in my circle, I could never find that. And when I went to Europe, I literally lost my mind. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> and I'm like, and my whole style changed. And finally, I felt like somebody said, it is okay to yeah. dress this way. Um, I don't like to dress trashy or, or, or it's not about sex appeal or anything like that. My mom, such a classy lady, God rest her soul. And, and I guess that just flew to me because I love class. That's one thing about you. And I do want to say that, um, and I think that, you know, I've always thought you were just one of the most beautiful, classiest ladies I've ever met. And, and what encompasses that is that you have consistently had this very stunning sex appeal and you never throw it in anybody's face. The way you carry yourself, the way you present yourself, when you walk onto a stage and when you're announcing and you're at the award shows and I, you can't help but just, you just sit there and stare and you listen. And I've been in rooms where you are and everybody wants to know who's that. And for those that do know you, they give you so much respect because you're consistent. You're consistent and it hasn't changed. And I'm looking at you now and I'm like, do you even age at all? <laughs> yes! The lamb. <laughs> Yes, and it's funny that he's saying that he always says this in the interviews because when, when we met, that he came up to me and said, I came over because I had to know who you are. Who you are. And, and, and so that's when we became fast friends. And, um, but absolutely, um, 
I think that you did get a lot of your classiness from your mother. Your mother was classic. Oh. And just classy. Every time I saw her, she was beautiful. Her hair was beautiful. She was, yes. you know, she yes. was to the minds. And I love the classic woman. And your mother yes. was very classic. She was very yes. classic. I know that uh, in your new project, you, you, your eighth project, I can't believe eight. Uh, it's all vibe. And the one song that you always put on there is Walk With Me. And talk about that for a moment. Yeah. Walk With Me, Lord, is a song. That was the first song my mom ever had me sing. I was five years old. She had me on a white, um, what was considered a tuxedo. <laughs> I had a huge afro. And she stood me on a chair um, at church. And she said, sing. And sing my favorite song. So it was the traditional Walk With Me, Lord. So because that song is so true to her heart and is so uh, relevant to everything we've gone through, to honor her when she was living and even after her passing, um, on every single album, I write a different version of that song. I always stick to the words, walk with me, Lord. You'll always hear that. But everything else in the song is different. The melody, everything is different. And that's always for my mom. It's always, always for her. Well, I like this version. It's Thank it's you. very for me. I felt like it was ethereal, um, very different from the others that you have done, and you have been true to changing everything about it. Except you know it's walk with me. Yeah, you know it's walk with me. Absolutely. Um, so talk talk about vibe. Talk about this new project and why you called it vibe. I I, I can only imagine why you called it. Vibe. <laughs> It's interesting because Tonda, I've worked on the album that when Vibe released, I'd worked on an album for a year and a half. And I'm usually about two years in working on an album. <clears throat> I'd worked on the album for a year and a half. I go into the studio, I was actually in Europe. And I go in, we're ready for our regular session. We're two and a half months before the release date. I go in, I get in the booth, and they cue up the music, and I said, hang on guys, I come out and I released everybody. I said, um, I'm trashing the project. And they're like, what? Everybody was still paid for the entire project. There are no hard feelings. I just told them, I said, my spirit is taking me in a different direction. Mm. They're like, but we're a year and a half in. And then I said, I won't do it. If my spirit doesn't agree, I can't do it. I ended up getting with another producer, an engineer. Um, I'd written my music as I was going along. It was just the two of us, just the two of us. We literally put this album together in two months. I've never recorded an album in two months. And this is what was different, so different about this. The reason I called it Vibe is because it was a vibe. I never wrote down any lyrics. I went into the booth and I would play the music and I would listen and I would tell him, I would say, you just keep recording. And when I come in, I'll come in. Every word that I sang, it was from the heart. It was from my spirit of what I felt. And then I would go back and do all my backgrounds and stuff. That was the only thing that was kind of um, more illustrated, if you will. But the lead, it was all about it. And I said, I will not change anything. And I could not believe we came up with this project. And it was kind of a soft version of uh, the way I normally sing, because mm -hmm. I would talk that, ah! 
not, if you ain't doing this or, or this, then you're not singing. Mm-hmm. But there is a softer tone to my voice that I've always appreciated, but I've never exposed it on a full album. And when I did that first song and it was just a vibe, literally the spirit spoke to me and said, I want this for the entire album. Mm. And that's what I did. And mm. so that's why 11 songs and the entire album is only 33 minutes long. And, wow. Um, and the, the reviews and the response from this, this is the, the most immediate response that I've ever received from an album. It's number one in 14 countries right now. I know, I was just looking at that, yeah. <laughs> and I am beyond, I'm out of my mind right now. That's never happened with any other album. And I thank God for allowing the spirit to speak to me. And I thank God for him giving me the strength to be obedient. And listen, that's right. That's absolutely, absolutely. This is just phenomenal. I can't believe you did that, though. <laughs> You're like, ah. I'm like, are you crazy? And, and everybody was like, well, what are you going to do with the team? And I was like, it'll get done. <clears throat> I said, and it'll get done. And not only did it get done, but we actually had everything done, had our documents signed, had distribution and everything ready nine days ahead of time. And that never happens with us. Wow. The nine days, we're usually about four days ahead of time, but nine days and, and this album, and I have to say, the team absolutely loves it. I have mm-hmm. so many messages from folks all over the world, just screenshots, listening to this in my song and post. And, and I'm so grateful that it's being received the way it is. And it's, it's look, natural. Look God. It's you know this was a God thing. I mean, totally. Yeah a god thing this is amazing amazing um what did you learn about yourself during COVID? i think COVID, COVID taught us so many things yes yes and it's interesting what i learned about myself is that i was in quarantine within a quarantine so i was in a quarantine from the world but then i was quarantined with him Mm-hmm. And what I learned, I never would have guessed. There are simple scriptures that I've heard my entire life, and I've repeated them, but didn't understand what they really meant. When God says, I alone can supply all your needs, mm-hmm. it's a scripture. Okay, so we'll say um, I never understood that. And what I went through during COVID being here, just me and God, he put me into a fast. And when I fast, I don't fast from food. That's not a sacrifice for me. Um, I fast away from the things that are a struggle for me. So it's just me and God. And Mm -hmm. I remember sitting at the computer and I was like, you know what, God, you've been good to me. And this was at the start of COVID. Um, I said, you've been good to me. I'm a fast for seven days. And I heard him loud and clear. He was like, "Aha!" He was like, "Oh, okay, really? Thank you, Delra." And I was sitting there like, oh, "What you saying?" Because we do we do talk to each other. Yeah. He clearly said to me. He said, "You will fast until I tell you the fast is over. If you're really surrendering to me, you'll do exactly what I tell you." I didn't come out of my fast until almost five months later. And what he did to me during that time, the understanding that 
And I learned that he can and he will supply all your needs mm -hmm. if you trust him. Mm -hmm. I learned that what it looks like through my natural eyes, it's not the outcome. I've got to trust him. I learned the true meaning of faith. I've always thought the, the definition of faith was uh, faith is the substance of things and all that. You know, the, the normal one. Right. That is a description of mm -hmm. faith. But I learned the definition of faith is trust. Because when it doesn't look right, you start not to trust. But God says, trust me. I don't care what it looks like. Right. And when he says faith the size of a mustard seed, because when I started out with my fast, my faith was like this. It was from here to here. <laughs> By the time I got to the end, my faith had dwindled to this. I'm like, okay, now I don't know what you're trying to do. But look, something ain't right. And the fact that I held on, and I remember, you don't have to be swift nor strong. You just have to endure. That's right. And I chose, I said, okay, God, I'm this far. And I, I would beg him for strength for me not to give up. I'm like, give me what I need. And he gave me everything. But he also expected things from me. He didn't make it easy. And what I realized finally is that when things happen to us, when he says he will never put more on us than we can bear, it doesn't mean that bad things won't happen or challenges won't come. Right. It means that if I've allowed it into your space, I've already equipped you with what it takes to get through it. Now, whether you use it or not, that's on you. But I've only allowed it into your space because I know I've already given you what it takes mm -hmm. to get through it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and sometimes we're like, God, why are you not responding? Why are you not hearing me? Why are you not talking to me? And he made it very clear. He said, I'm not answering you for something I've already given you. You don't <laughs> need me. Call on me when you need me. When you need me, and if you don't have it, I'll always answer. But if I've already answered your question, and you're calling on me, I'm not going to keep repeating myself. I okay. answered you when it was necessary. And when I tell you the growth and the stability that that brought to my life, is it, it has changed my life forever. Yeah. It has literally changed my life forever. And I'm grateful for it. And when I came out of the fast, the enemy had another trick up his sleeve. I came out of my fast, uh, finally went out to visit my aunt to take her her winter supplies and got COVID from my 91-year-old aunt. Wow. And, then, and what the enemy tried to do to me during COVID was unreal. So here we are uh, over a year later since I've had COVID and I still don't have my smell back. Mm. My cognitive sense was a struggle to get back. And you know, with my clients and stuff, and I'm always, uh, I have to be on it. And the expectation, um, what I went through with COVID was enough. The enemy wanted to tell me, this is it for you. Right. Over for you. But I had to continue to trust God. And um, so I'm actually starting uh, therapy uh, in January to get my smell back. And it's a medicinal therapy um, because the other specialists haven't been able to figure it out. They said, it makes no sense. Twanda, I can't smell anything. What? Like anything <laughs> at all. Oh, so, okay, so, so I'm, I'm, but I have my taste. I have about 40 to 45% mm -hmm. of my taste. So I'm able to enjoy food, but still don't have my smell back. But I'm like, okay, you know what? There's something for me to get from this. That's right. And I'm going to be a witness for somebody else later on. So bring it on. I bring it on. I know who I trust. I know. I who love I trust. it. Yeah, I love it.
you know, and, and, and God, God says, and I say this all the time to other people, he heard you the first time. Stop asking him for the thing. Stop repeating yourself. He right. heard you the first time, you know? So right. I definitely, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Look, tell everybody how they can find out more about you and get this eighth project called Vibe. I can't wait to hear all of it. I've heard a little bit of it. Okay, cool. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Delra Harris, uh, on Twitter at Delra Harris. Everything is at Delra Harris. So it's consistent across the board. Uh, you can go to YouTube, type in Delra Harris. Our YouTube channel is the Delra Experience. Yeah. So all of our videos are under there, but if you do at Delra Harris, you're going to find me whether it's Twitter, Twitch, um, I can't even think, Pinterest, everything is at Delra Harris, but uh, everything is typically on Twitter and Instagram. And Vibe is on all platforms, uh, Pandora, Apple Music, Spotify, all of the platforms that you listen to, you'll find it. And I hope and pray that each and every one of you find just an inkling of something that encourages you, that inspires you to continue being the wonderful you that you are, regardless of what's going on. There's always some good somewhere. Absolutely, Dara. Thank you for just spending this little bit of time with us and sharing and ministering. I love that about you and you're real about your ministry. I love that. Um, we're looking forward to even greater things, international star, but you gotta be a national star too. So we, we, need, to work, we need to work on home, don't we? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. I appreciate you, Twanda. Have a beautiful day. All right. Oh, yeah, I, I love that guy. Look, if you want to be a guest on the show, you can email me at twandablack at thepgnetwork.org or good news at thepgnetwork.org. Watch the show on PGN TV on all your digital streaming apps or visit pgntv.org. Hey, we'll see you next time with some good news. God bless you.